Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sunday, the NFL on CBS is at Lambeau Field for another day of flags called against the Raiders all day. Wait, I'm sorry. The Packers are playing the Raiders in that game that day. Should be fun. Plus a key AFC South clash between Houston and Indianapolis in Indy. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you ready for all the action on the NFL today at noon Eastern and 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by Geico. Great news, like Carver Hyde did. You could save a bunch of money. He went on Geico.com and in 15 minutes saved 15% on his car insurance. All he had to do was switch to Geico, which was a strong effort by him, a strong move. Speaking of strong moves, Connor McDavid with a just beautiful goal. He stole a puck out of midair that landed in the, you know, flyer zone, and the defenseman went back to get the puck from, like, the neutral zone. It flew through the air, and then he went back to get it, and McDavid was so fast that he literally skated right around the defenseman and stole the puck from him and then went top shelf. I mean, it was just absolutely beautiful. Crosby said the kid had a huge goal tonight, too. Beauty, where he just, you know, deked like five players to get the goal in with a backhand. It reminded me of that great goal he had last year against the Edmonton Oilers where he lit up like four players at once. Same thing tonight with that goal against the Avs. Penguins won in overtime. Some uh, good games going on in the NHL late night tonight. Uh, right now, it's Oilers 3-1 over the Flyers. Sabres 2-1 over the Ducks after one. And after uh, late in the first, it's Kane Sharks 1-1 at the Tank in San Jose. And then tomorrow, it's another night of action uh, that I'm interested in. Carver High's team is playing. The Islanders are at uh, Ferelepeg to take on the Jets. The Lightning and Bruins, the game of the night in Boston. Wild and Habs at the Bell Center in Montreal. Rangers, Devils at the Rock in Newark. Canucks, Blues in the Arch City. Wings, Flames at Saddle Dome in Pharrell, Alberta. Predators, Coyotes in the desert. Speaking of the desert, Sens and Knights in Vegas and Sabres, Kings in La 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 Lipstick City. There you go. 855-2124-CBS, get your bench. Skip in Milwaukee, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, hey, Perel. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Every man. night listener, first-time caller. Oh. Uh, I work second in the third shift, and uh, you, Mafia, cover high. You guys make my night go by fast, you know. I love it. You tell it like it is. There's not another show around that I listen to that uh, tells it like it is like you guys. Wow, uh, thanks. Way to go. 
Way to go, way to go on Jalen Ramsey. Ten four on what you said. You know, it's just a shame, you know, that these players are, you know, just getting away with so much, you know, dictating and right. what they want. And you know, you would have never saw this back in the day when I was growing up in the seventies. But hey, uh, anyways, I just wanted to uh, just ask your uh, opinion. Um, you know, me being a Packer fan, the Packers are good, right. and uh, we've also been lucky this year with a lot of the. You you know, we, we've gotten some good calls our way some of the last uh, couple of games, but what uh, what are the odds of you uh, seeing them play in Miami this year, the first week of February? Well, I mean, I, I think they uh, have a shot, obviously. I think they're, um, you know, in a good place right now as far as, you know, uh, you know, after six weeks or whatever, I think that, you know, they have a good uh, situation. They're in, you know, first place. They're ahead of the Vikings and the Bears. And, you know, uh, they beat the Lions. Should have never won the game. So they got, uh, you're right about that, great breaks. Uh, it's because they got all the breaks. They got all the calls in the game. Literally, I don't care what anybody says. That game was Detroit's. They got screwed. That's all there is to it. But uh, I think the Packers are in a good place. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, first place, they can't ask for anything more. You're five and one. There's nothing else to say. They got a big game with the Raiders this week. They need to get it done and uh, win that game at home. You know, they, like I said, they should have lost to uh, Detroit. And now they're going for three in a row. And you got to take advantage of these games at Lambeau. Uh, the Raiders have played everyone very tough. So I think they're going to give the Packers a game. For sure, but you guys are in a great place. Then you go to Kansas City and then L.A. to see the Chargers. That won't be easy. Then back to see the Panthers. Then out west again to see the Niners. That's brutal. They're making them go out west twice in, in uh, two weeks. In three weeks, they go to the Chargers, home to Panthers, back out to San Francisco. Unless that game's in London or something, I don't know about. But all I know is that that's a brutal schedule. Uh the Packers are the only team that's never played in London. There you go. But uh, I like where they are. There's no doubt. And anytime you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a shot. And uh, there's really not much else to say. I will say this, Skip, that I think that uh, there is a real problem, in my view, in uh, the uh, in in the NFL like that's glaring to me that's pretty obvious. And it's that these guys like Brown and, and Ramsey – and, uh, you know, even Trent Williams. Now, he's not being nasty. He's just not, you know, playing. He, he didn't show up for work. And he's just like, I'm never playing for them again. Screw you. I'm not I'm not showing up, and I'll never play for you. So I, I have a, a – I'm troubled by the, the, the players now uh, in this league have become uh, extremely, uh, you know, confrontational with their teams. Uh, Brown has been a nightmare since Pittsburgh. There was no denying it, what he did in Pittsburgh and then Oakland and then in uh, New England. And New England, he really didn't do anything because he he knew he was on his last legs and he had to just shut up and play football. His agent, Rosenhaus, told him, just shut up finally and play and get your money because he stopped talking and he finally realized that he was running out of chances. Now... Because of his behavior and holding the NFL hostage, he's not getting a job. Now, they keep talking about he's going to have a job in the next week or two, and I'll believe it when I see it. Can you imagine being such an idiot, that literally as an owner, that you would get in bed with him? It's like, 
I, I mean, he's like a, you know, he's like literally, uh, he's like a bank robber. And knowing that you're going to let the, and then you're going to let the guy work, be a teller at the bank. The guy steals from the bank, but you're going to let him be a teller. You know what I mean? The guy is nothing but cancer. And then you're going to bring him on your team. Even Belichick couldn't deal with him. But you're going to deal with him? You're an idiot if you bring that guy on your team. Now, Ramsey did the same thing to the Jags. He just held them hostage and said, I'm not playing. I'm injured. I'm not. I'm sick. Remember, he called off sick. Like, who does that? And, uh, you know, do you ever hear players calling in in the NFL? I'm, I'm sick today. I'm not going to make it in. Sorry. And then, then they stand on the sideline for four weeks and say, my, my back hurts. He, all that was a ruse. He just wanted to get out of there. He wanted to do anything he could to never play for them again. That's what he did. I think the entire thing was a ruse. It was fake. And then, uh, you know, Williams, another guy, just not showing up for work. Now, back in the day, if you go back into the 70s and 80s, and I was covering the Steelers uh, in the 80s and traveling with them, and here's the deal. Guys held out, right? But they always signed. They always ended up signing. They always ended up getting the deal done, right? Always. I mean, you just never had a guy ever sit out for the entire year or – you never had a guy hold a team hostage for more than a couple of weeks, like with a training camp holdout or something, right? Now these guys, nowadays, they'll literally Le- – Le'Veon Bell set out the whole year. He just didn't show up for work for a year. And now these guys are all acting like him. Brown does it. Ramsey does it. Williams does it. Uh, Melvin Gordon tried to do it. He didn't have the stones to keep it going because he must have some chick or something giving him the business. You're not bringing in that paper, and, you know, I'm not getting uh, – I'm not going to get kinky. That's what that means. So the deal is these guys now a days in the NFL, they'll just absolutely – it turns into a hostage situation where they are literally changing the game before your very eyes. Now guys don't say, I, you know, I'm not happy here. I, I'm not happy here. Uh, get me out of here. No, they don't show up for work. They just stop playing. They just won't play at all. And then they're like, trade me or I'm out, I'll am i never play for you again as long as I live. And it's a bad sign, I think, for the NFLPA. And I think it's a bad thing for Roger Goodell. And it's a bad thing for the NFL. And it's a bad thing, I think, frankly, uh, as an example for younger players, right? So you get rookies coming in and you want them to be really good. And everybody's talking about Kyler Murray and everything else. What do you think it uh, does when a guy like Patrick Peterson, right, says, I don't want to play here anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not playing. Forget it. Screw you. You don't think that rubs off on these young guys that they all see these veteran guys like Jalen Ramsey just never going to work, never playing, just holding the team hostage, getting away with murder, doing whatever he wants, and just do it. You know, literally having a gun to the team's head, forcing forcing a trade. I think it's a really bad look for the NFL. It's that simple. I think their players are uncontrollable now. They can't control their their talent. I mean, uh, you're giving these guys millions of dollars, and then it's never enough. It's just never good enough. I mean, you know what the problem is? One of the problems is is the rookie deal. They're just so pathetic right now that these guys, they're so unhappy three years into their rookie deal that they all want out because they see other guys making all this money, and they're all so greedy. I have told you before, and, and they know their careers are very short, so they want it all now. But uh, trust me when I tell you, I have never been wrong about this. And and I will never believe an athlete ever in my life, not one, ever, that tells me I don't play for the money. 
they just all play for the money, okay? There is no one in the NFL that isn't playing for a fat contract. That's all there is to it. Baseball, same thing. Do you think guys aren't worried about their free agent year and their uh, unrestricted free agent years in every sport, NHL, baseball, football, basketball? I mean, these guys in basketball now, they project where they're going to be three years from now. Right? I mean, none of them, like, they're building super teams and guys want out and the summer's bigger than the season, right? Because these players, all they care about, trust me, you, is money. That's it. I mean, that's all there is to it. And if you think I'm wrong, you could turn on that silly, stupid basketball live show they got on TV. Have you ever seen it with these chicks that spend all their money? These chicks are evil. They are flat out evil. I mean, these women are evil and unholy. And I mean to tell you, they are the greediest pack of wolves you ever see in your life. And it's all because they want every single multi-million dollar opportunity they can get their hands on with their husband's money. I mean, the chicks on this show are so pathetic. Like, they got Byron Scott's, like, love life going. Like, who gives a rat's ass about Byron Scott anymore as if he matters? But believe me, you, every penny he had, every penny he ever made in the NBA as a coach or player, this chick's just digging through it. Like, I mean, she's like a cash register, this chick. And they all want money. There is not one athlete I've ever met in my life, not one, that'll look me in the face and tell me that they don't do it for the money. They're all lying through their teeth. That's all there is to it. Simple as that. Boom. I'm right. End of story. Period. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Rod in Oregon. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell. How you doing? How you doing, Rod? I'm doing good. Say, uh, your rant on the money and the players... Spot on. Uh, you are the icon. Uh, you have common sense, and you tell it like it is, and you can't ask for well, anything. Well, I don't even. I don't even take any credit at all. I appreciate your kind words. Honestly, I think it's real simple math. I mean, I, I've been around it now for 35 years, and they're all the same. They're, I'm 100%. I've never met one guy, not once ever. Uh, now there are guys that are humble that know they make a lot of money and don't make it an issue in life. They just take their money and go home and they live with their wife and kids and they're completely isolated and kind of reclusive and they don't make, you know, an issue of contracts and money. They never talk about it. But I am not fooled even by that approach because they all are in it for one reason, money. That's it. It's as simple as that. Jack in Kentucky, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. What's uh, happening? Starting NFL players of today, they have what you call a microwave mentality. They want it now. They think that more money is going to solve the problem when in reality it's going to create more problems. A lot of these guys, they really don't know how to invest their money. They really spend it more on liabilities like a quarter million dollar Ferrari. When you don't need something like that, you can just buy like a $3,000 Toyota Corolla get you from your house to the stadium it's all about how much you keep versus how much you make that's all i wanted to say thank you for taking my call all right there you go uh and then uh yousef in toronto you're on cbs sports radio hey what's going on for real, man? Hey. i wanted to ask you man why why is messiah jury our president general manager not getting the same type of love that guys like presti and buford and all those guys get what is it that Messiah has to do to get the love that he deserves? And, and the second question is, how far do you think our Raptors are going to go? Well, let's just calm down on uh, Ujiri gets no credit for anything. They just won the NBA championship, and I thought he got a ton of credit. And I think that everyone respects him, and he's done a hell of a job. 
in the NBA and in Toronto. He's been a magnificent GM, and he's sought after, and he's he's got a lot of juice right now. So I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, Sam Presti. No one cares about him. What are you talking about? Like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. All these other people that you're talking about that, that don't even, like, literally get a blip. You, Jerry gets way more than those people. You are just living in some kind of a cocoon or something up there because you must be tripping. He's getting massive respect for the job that he pulled off last year. You won the NBA championship, and then you asked me, how's the team going to be? Well, of course they're good. They just won the title. How do you think they're going to be? Well, I think they're going to suck and finish in last place. I mean, honestly, come on, dude. They're going to be great. They're defending champs. They're very good. They battled all these years to get where they were, and they finally went over the top of the mountain and won a championship. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to suck. Now, I know everyone thinks they're going to suck without Kawhi Leonard, but he bolted out of there faster than you can make a snowball. He was like, see you, bye. Thanks for the ring. Take it easy. So apparently, and I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth either, that he loved it in Toronto. No, he didn't, because if he loved it, he would have stayed. He screwed you and went to L.A. Just like everyone said he would. He's going to go home to L.A. and do whatever. But, you know, people are already handing the Clippers a championship. Let's be real careful about handing the Los Angeles Clippers anything except toilet paper because that's all they've ever been. That's all they've ever been is toilet paper. I mean, they have been the worst. Are they not one of the worst franchises ever in the league's history? Now, they're not anymore. I'll give you that. And it's because they got a, a just massively filthy rich owner. And so he's willing to spend a ton of money on that team and make the players uh, available that they need to win titles. I'll give you this. They're way better with George and Kawhi, for sure. And they were already tough. But titles? I mean, they've never sniffed one. I mean, they've never even been in the same cul-de-sac. They've never even been in the same neighborhood. They have no concept of winning anything ever. So calm down. And... Uh, I, I think Doc has been a solid NBA coach, but I think that Boston title was because of the juice he had, the players he had on that team. I could have won the championship. I could have coached him. And now he went to L.A., and he's done nothing. So I think he's average compared to what everybody else thinks. He's the greatest coach on earth. He's had a great career. I won't deny it, making tons of money. But the Boston thing got him the L.A. money, and he hasn't lived up to that money at all, if you ask me, because they've never done jack. So I'll believe it when I see it. And remember when I tell you, it's real simple. The Lakers are all that matter in Los Angeles, even in last place. In last place, they have 50 times more fans than the Clippers. I was at the fight. Some Clipper fan was talking smack to Laker fans at the bar. And I'm thinking to myself, shut up, dude. You've never won anything in your life, let alone your stupid Clipper basketball team. They suck. They've always sucked. And they'll figure out a way to suck again, too. Watch. They never get it done ever. Are they not the epitome of failure, that organization, honest to God? And you remember their absolute racist owner? I mean, they have been a disaster. They've been a train derailment since they've been in the league. So that's that. That's the bottom line. And I'm right about that, too. I hate to be right so much tonight because I like being wrong a lot more. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Yeah. All right. Uh, 855-212-4CBS is our number to get on the bench. Huge week again of college football action. It started tonight with a nice Troy cover. Against South Alabama laying 17. They won 37-13. And uh, I hit that one for you. There's games tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's insanity. 
All of my football picks are posted. Pharrellonthebench.com. You get everything. All the baseball playoffs, hockey, boxing, MMA, basketball is next week. Pharrellonthebench.com rules every play every day. Big changes coming to the site in November. You're going to love it. It's better for you. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. All right, Brian in Baltimore on the fan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, bro? Long time listening, man. My man. I got to disagree with you, my man. I mean, listen, I mean, we look at it as though the players are greedy, but the owners are just as greedy. You know, they want... They, but that, they that's, a different, that, that, that's a different story altogether, Brian. Like, fair enough? Like, that's a completely different entity than I'm talking about here. So we let, let's just shelve that for a minute, and we'll talk about that next. But you're going to sit here, like, right now, and you're going to... You're going to – let's carve off the, the part of it that you said the players – I'm saying the players are greedy. I never I never actually said that the players are greedy. I said that I've never met one player in my life that wasn't in it for the money. They all say they're not, and they're all lying through their teeth because I know hundreds of professional athletes. I'm friends with them, and they all tell me the same thing. They do it for the money. There's no other reason. They don't do it for fame, rings, glory, nothing. Money. That's why they're in the pros, to make money. There is no other reason to give up your body, your brain, your entire life. You're, you become a cripple playing in the NFL. When most of these guys, when they're done, are crippled and they're brain dead, and, they're, and they do it for one reason, to be filthy rich and to take care of their families forever. There's no other reason. So please tell me where I'm wrong because I know every athlete in the world, they all tell me the same thing. That's what makes the world go around. I don't have a problem with that. No, but what I got a problem is the owners can franchise tag these guys, hold them hostage. You know, no one, you don't, you don't mention that. You don't see that that's uh, a problem. Uh, that, that, fair enough. But see, but what you're doing is you're just putting words in my mouth. First of all, we never had a conversation at all tonight whatsoever about what's wrong with the owners in the NFL and their greed. That's a whole different story. So I agree with you. They're evil. They're scrupulous. They're all crazy. Uh, Jerry Jones, all the rest of them. Daniel Snyder's uh, and just an absolute nut job, and everyone hates him. The guy Stephen Ross down in Miami, players don't like him. Kenny Stills wanted out of there. I don't. I don't disagree that they franchise that, but that's the way the world works in the NFL. That's the way the cap works. That's the way contracts work. That's the right that the teams have, and those are the rules that are set in place. Now you got to remember, Brian. You're arguing that they hold them hostage. Do you realize that the CBA was agreed upon by the players' union and the owners? They agreed on all these rules. So don't cry to me about they hold them hostage because they agreed to let that happen. If they're so smart with their D. Smith and the rest of their minions that run that uh, union that sucks so bad, that never does anything for anybody, let's face facts. What do they do for anyone? What are they doing for Antonio Brown right now? Is he going to get any money back? Not a penny, okay? They all talk big about their, you know, we're going to fight this. We're going to stand up for the players. And it's so full of shack. They do nothing for anyone. That union, all it is, is a reason to have meetings a couple times a year to talk about how much they don't like the owners. Let's face facts. The reality is this. They cut the deal. They signed it, right? So if you're so smart, well, then don't sign a deal that screws you, okay? They negotiated that deal, and the players signed it. So <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever heard you trying to sell me that they hold them hostage when they agreed to the, the G-damn deal, okay? So just stop. And it's on both sides. There's massive money issues on both sides. 
The NFL is a multi-billion dollar entity. I mean, just tens of billions of dollars, right? So they're, they don't have any problems, those owners making money. Believe me, the TV deals have made them all billionaires. Jerry Jones bought that team for, what, $150 million? Now it's worth $5.5 billion. So who's laughing? I don't disagree with you that they're evil, but I do disagree with you wholeheartedly that they hold them hostage in a deal that they agreed to. It'd be like me signing a deal here, and then the enti- and two weeks later I start complaining about it. I agreed to the deal, and then I start crying about it? Shut up. I mean, honestly, you should listen to yourself. Eric in Green Bay. What's happening, Pharrell? I'm happening. Yes, you are, man. I know it's only a hump day, but I'm Check feeling feisty, so could you set us up with a couple of shots of Shinako? No wheels for me, please. Can we get him fingers? Shake out. There you go. Ah, thank you, sir. There you go. There's another now, one. Ooh, hey. I like that. All right, so what's up? Now, I got to preface this by, by first saying I have no love for the referees. I was born and raised an Oakland Raiders fan. Right. And I was born in 67. I've been in Green Bay since 99. Right. So I've been here for the 2009 playoff debacle, the right. fail Mary. Man, I've seen a lot of junk. Right. And I'm not saying the refs don't suck. But, man, Detroit fan, y'all, the Lions were gifted seven points in that game. That ball never crossed the goal line. Maybe your problem is that your team could not get the ball in the end zone. They right. never got the ball in the end zone. Nobody's talking about the phantom TD. Everybody's listen, about uh, listen. I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with you. But listen here. I, I honestly, I think the leg that you're standing on is wobbling. Because here's the deal. They that may be the case. Fair enough. You win. There you go. Congratulations. Then 95% of the rest of the game, they got shafted in their back door, bent over and spanked and called Charlie by the refs. Stop. Stop trying to sell me that uh, the Packers didn't get that game just absolutely shoved right in their face by the refs. Here, you have it. We don't want it. Take it. We're going to let you win. I mean, every single call in the second half was Green Bay's. Everyone. I mean, literally every single call. Did you see? The pass interference that they missed. I mean, it is the most unbelievable. Uh, They are so pathetic. I don't even want to talk about it. You know what? You need to drink your two shots I gave you and realize you won the game. It was a miracle that you won the game. Thank God for the refs giving you the game because that's what they did. And if you want to argue with me about it, you're wasting your time because that game was a joke. And they won. And I had them on the money line, so I'm happy too. So go drink your drinks, smoke a fatty, and go to bed. Honestly. Are you kidding me? What is it? When was that game? Two nights ago? And we're still talking about it? I mean, that was the worst ref game I've seen in five years. And I'm, I'm going to sit here and, you know, they, you know, those refs, they sure, they gifted the Lions. They gifted the Lions nothing, okay? In fact, the first touchdown, I don't even want to hear it. They came out and kicked your ass. It was 10 nothing, throwing bombs up and down the field. You guys were sleepwalking. And then you finally woke up when the game was on the line. You got the refs handed you the win. Every single call. I mean, 10 calls in a row. I mean, it was like... And then the NFL even admitted they screwed it up. I don't even want to hear it. Just stop. Stop arguing with me about the Packer win the other night. You should be so lucky. Thank God in heaven that you got the win that you didn't deserve. And you're trying to make it sound like the only people in Detroit are going crazy for it. The whole league was bitching about it. And the whole Everybody country. Everybody that saw that game complained about every it. Every person alive that saw the game knows they got screwed. There's not a person. I get this guy calling me. You know, the Lions got really lucky. What? I mean, honestly, Richard in Boston, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, how we doing, brother? I'm all right. How's it going? 
Uh, well, I'm off the sauce, but uh, I think you could top me up. Can you get me going here? All right. So uh, get him a fresh Sprite or something. He's off the sauce, I think. Well, all right. hey, I'm a pineapple and soda water guy. That's you know? all right. I'm a seltzer guy. It's very boring, but it keeps me out of trouble because when I drank a lot of whiskey, I was crazy. <laughs> I, was a, I, was a, I was a vodka, beer, and then whatever else I could find. Guys. I drank it all, bro. Tequila, Guinness, J-Mo, you name I hear it. You. Hey, we're better, hey, we're better without it, right? I drank rum like a sailor. Oh, I used to drink Bailey's straight. Oh, I love it. I, I used to drink Bailey's for breakfast. Ali in Ottawa. Hey, brother. Um, uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Love the show. Thanks, man. Uh, I, w- I want to touch up on my boy, uh, Yusuf, from Toronto. I don't know the guy, but up here, like, uh, it feels like Masai Ujiri's uh, getting robbed, like, uh, racing-wise uh, in the GM race or whatever fake race there is going on. He doesn't get enough coverage for what he's doing. Uh, okay. Did, a quick- uh, did I not just go through this for 15 minutes? Honestly. I, I mean, honestly, bro. Did I, did I not just do this? Is this happening to me tonight? Is this happening? How do you not hear five minutes ago? Did I not just go through this? I went through the entire thing. There is nothing wrong with Ujiri. He gets all the credit and and attention that he deserves. They won the NBA championship. People were on their knees talking about this guy for five months. They did it. They won it all. He gets all the credit in the world. They tried to steal him out of there and offer him every single job in the world and tons of money. And he stayed loyal to Toronto. I know what you guys want. What do you want, a parade? You already had one. You want another one for him? Like maybe in his own neighborhood he could have one where he just goes right through the neighborhood and all the people give him candy. I mean, honest to God, what do you want? You won the NBA championship. You want Jesus to come down and bless you? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.